High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Time now for Numbers That Talk in the company of my guest, Deirdre Cullen, Senior Statistician at the Central Statistics Office. Deirdre, welcome to the programme. Thanks, George. Last week, houses, inanimate objects. This week, people. This week, people, yes. Heterogeneous people, George. No, um, look, I think I was in here six months ago when I first started doing this piece with you and I covered house prices, so I thought I'd revisit it. And then I think I covered unemployment soon afterwards. So I thought, let's have a look back and see what's happened. Um, Good or bad news? Oh, it's good news. I mean, yeah, the, the number of people at work in Ireland continues to increase. And over the past five years, if we go back to, so the figures I have in front of me here are for what, we would call quarter one 2017. And if I go back five years to quarter one 2012, uh, there's an extra 220,000 people at work over the five years. And over the past year alone, there's an extra 69,000 people at work in Ireland. So that's got to be good news considering... That's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. Well, I mean, you don't do politics, obviously, because you're neutral at the CSO. But but it's interesting that like a government w- wouldn't get credit for that. Like you don't you don't see it in the political pages. But here's the point I want to ask you about this extra sixty nine thousand, right? They could come. It seems to me from three places. They could emigrate into Ireland. It, they it, could be first time workers, or they could be coming off the register. Have you any idea what kind of people they are? Um, I'd say those figures are there on the CSO website, okay. but I didn't break it down that way okay. today. Now, Why did you break it down? I I have some numbers here looking at it by age and gender. Um, but let's just have a look back over the last five years. So between 12 and 13, 21,000 more people at work. 14, another 43,000 added. 15, 41,000 added, 16, 47,000 added, and then this year, 70,000 added. So I think we're talking about it in the context of politics and looking back a year ago when the general election was there, you can see how it's really accelerated over the last 12 months. And I think I heard something on the radio, I don't know if it was your show or another show, they're talking about a shortage of workers in the construction industry over the coming years. So I think the, the jobs are there now. And so with these figures... The uh, official rate of unemployment was 6.8%. And I think it peaked, didn't it, at over 15%, um, you know, back in, I think it was uh, 8 or Repeat 9. Repeat that figure to me 6. again. 6.8%. I mean, that's a staggering number. That's not very far short of what is considered to be full employment. Yeah, I think they talk about 4% being yeah. full un- employment. And I'll come back l- later in this piece and just do some EU comparisons. Oh, but yeah. let's just have a look then. So you're asking me about the 60,000 uh, new jobs. So when we look at it by age, and we've talked before about youth unemployment and how young people were so uh, badly affected by the economic crisis and particularly jobs-wise. But I think having said that, it, it, we did in the census, we saw more people going into education and that's a good thing. But anyway, of the 69,000 more people at work, uh, 13,000 of them in the 15 to 24 age bracket. So like you're saying, they'll Half. be... No, 13. Oh, 13. 13. Yeah, okay, so they'll sorry. be people, you were saying, school leavers or people coming out of college and yeah. probably taking up their first job. Um, only 5,000 in the 25 to 34. Uh, whereas the 35 to 44... 
25,000. So I'll talk a minute about the industries, but they're possibly some of the construction workers. You're leaving out one very important number here. I'm getting there, George. What about the oldies like so, me? Yeah, well, but those age 65 and over. No, very, I was very thinking few. over 44. Okay. It's well, hard to get a job. Anecdotal evidence suggests it's hard to get a job over 45. Okay, well, between 45 and 65, I'm looking here, 25,000 more really? people at work. Yeah. Okay, that's so, good. You know, it is, it's, it's positive. And then of the 69,000, um, uh, 39,000 for men and 29,000 for women. So, And we know that men were more badly affected by the whole um, joblessness than, than women. But again... The, the the gap is narrowing. So we're we're like for for people generally. You look at female employment. We're looking at a, a more neutral uh, situation, aren't we? Like we're not getting into ages now. We're just talking about job opportunities. Would appear to be there for men and women. For men and women, and I think during the the downturn where we did see increases in employment, it was inevitably in. The, the sector is more dominated by women, so in the service industry and, and, and that type of thing. Um, so let's have a look. So 220,000 jobs over the last five years since uh, 2012, um, 40,000 jobs in construction. And I'd say that's just the start of it now with regards to construction and there's probably going to be a lot more jobs. And then accommodation and food was the next biggest category. So we all know, I mean, you can't move in Dublin for tourists and isn't that a wonderful thing? We love yeah. our visitors. So you're 40, talking about 000. hotels and stuff like Ho- that. Uh, yeah, restaurants, ho- yeah, hotels, yeah, yeah, restaurants, hotels. Agriculture, an extra 27 thousand jobs industry 28,000 jobs among the professionals 20,000 administrative 10,000 public administration no change and I think um, that's because of bars unemployment is it the public service had well, limited uh, we, uh, recruitment. Yeah, and then we had uh, these employment control frameworks and, and stuff like yes. that. Um, Can so, I bring you back to farming? Well, you didn't say farming, to be fair. You said agriculture. Agriculture, yeah. I was surprised that in excess of 20,000 in agriculture. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it does look surprising, but the numbers are telling me that in quarter one 2012, there was 81,000 people at work in agriculture and now there's 108,000. So there are more jobs in agriculture. Um, okay. I, You know, it like again, the numbers don't tell me, you know, what those people are doing if they're, you know, farm owners or if they're farm labourers or assisting sure. relatives. You now, know. one of the great criticisms of the, the great Bertie Ahern era when we were boasting about how many jobs we had, there was a lot, and subsequently, there was a lot of suggestions that these jobs were, were like low-paid jobs. So do we get indications of what kind of money people are making here, do we? No, not from right. these statistics. So okay. so we don't ask about, I'm pretty sure we don't ask about average wages. I mean, that would be a separate kind of statistical series okay. on the CSO website. But I can tell you, so again, the 69,000 jobs, extra people at work, I should say, since a year ago, and 13,000 of those are uh, professionals, 9,000 managers and directors, another 6,000 associate professionals. So, you know, generally, I think in Ireland, an awful lot of people work in the service industry now and there are okay. more and more jobs among, if you like, the higher socioeconomic groups. Yeah, but but and I mean, the one major change in the economies of 
the 21st century versus the middle 20th century, like 1950s, 60s. There was a ton of jobs making motor cars or, you know, but those kind of factories, whether it's Ford's in Cork or I remember there was a big weaving company in Donegal, I remember. Those kind of jobs are now going. So the service industries are picking up the slack. So we, And Ireland is more and more we're a service industry Ireland. economy and IT and, and professional. What so, a, what, have you any information on my pal Angela Merkel? Are they, <laughs> are they do better or worse than us? No, I have. I have. have you? I, I, look, I knew if I was coming in here <laughs> to talk about it. Um, so let's have a look at the rate of unemployment. So, uh, and these are Q4 figures because the European stuff obviously isn't available for Q1. So if we compare Q4 16 with Q4 15. Aye. So let's just talk December last year and then this December year before. In Q4-15, the unemployment rate in Ireland was 8.7%, and now it's 6.7%. Got it. Um, a massive fall, a fall of 2%, uh, the largest fall of any country in the European Union by far. Uh, Germany, it was 4.5%, and now it's 3.8%. 3.8%. So, so I mean, fall. everybody in Germany is working is basically what it means. Yeah. Because you said to me earlier on that 4% is viewed as full employment. They're yes. below it. So that means every German who wants a job has basically got one. And if you put that in the context of the, the, the million immigrants that they've taken in, it's... it's Staggering. It's staggering. Um, but I remember when my son was, was watching the television at, at the time of, of the immigrants moving to Germany and he got it immediately. You know, they, 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 they need... They obviously, they need workers in Germany, you know. So, I mean, and those figures bear that out, 3.8% unemployment. Now, at the other end of the scale, um, Greece, 24%. 24%. Still, still. So, so are Greece we 10 years a, now into the economic downturn? I was just going to ask yeah. you, how long? So they're a complete basket case uh, economy. I just see so much sadness in that, you know. Well, uh, yeah, because you're a statistician, but mm. but because you understand numbers, you 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 get the social significance of that. That they went through all this pain, they they did they got all that stuff, and one in four people one, is unemployed. One in four people is unemployed. So, it, like you look at us, we've got this six point eight percent. That's one hundred and forty six thousand people want to work in Ireland and can't. Now that number will be different than the live register. So to be unemployed, you have to be actively looking for work and available to take up a job. It's quite a tight definition. Um, so our 6.8% translates into 146,000, which is a lot of people, but in the context of over 2 million people at work, you know, um, so I don't know what the 24,000, 24% in Greece represents, okay. but it's a lot of pain yeah. and misery. Now, the one thing we heard a lot about was Spain. Uh particularly youth unemployment. Are the Spaniards getting out of that? Their unemployment has fallen. So it was 20.9% in December 15 and now it's 18.6%. So actually, I just told your listeners a lie, they've had the largest fall in unemployment. So their fall has been 2.3%, whereas our fall has been 2%. So they're they're doing a bit better. Italy, unemployment is 12.2%. Uh, let's have a look at France. Unemployment is 10.3%. So in these large G7 economies across Europe, unemployment is still 
above 10 percent which is which is yeah shocking that's really interesting again you know and this is why i love having you in on wednesdays like you you used a very important uh thing there you said these g7 economies now when they have these meetings we imagine that these g7 like are the wealthiest nations on earth and don't well, we? on, a, on a gnp basis that's you know well when yeah. it was first that yeah. group first got together yeah yeah and the, yet they have huge unemployment huge unemployment well, anything France, over, Italy, yeah. yeah anything over 10 percent is is not great and when you're up around 20 it's disaster yeah, yeah i would think anything over five six is 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 not great that you know the united kingdom 4.6 percent uh finland who are you know you nowadays you think of as a kind of an industrial economy and no noike and everything eight percent um, the Eurozone average, 8.2%. So there you go. We're, we're now way ahead of the, Euro, the Eurozone average. Um, the Netherlands, 5.4%. Okay, hold a minute here now because because you have to... You, you, we're not looking, and maybe you don't have them, it doesn't really matter, but but like places, recent countries, of, do you remember we took in, how many did we take in? Six, was it? Or how many? Twelve? Or? Twelve. Twelve, So Bulgaria yeah. and, and Hungary. I don't have those numbers in front of me, no. No, but they're but, economies that are going through horrendous difficulty as well. Yeah, so I'm, I must actually, yeah, dig out the unemployment figures for those and see what they're like. I had my dinner like. in Bulgaria once. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Wait. You told me this before and you drank or ate something quite... <laughs> no, but uni- I was... Uh, something about caviar or something? Or, well, no. I can't remember that. But, but, but I, I was in Romania, mm. but you can kind of drive down the road and you're into Bulgaria and the food is cheaper, so the Romanians go there quite a bit if they're going out for dinner, you know. But the thing is, I think the German story remains the big story of Europe, doesn't it? It Because their demographics, they don't have any young people, relatively speaking. Isn't that right? Yeah. Well, I think that would be France, Germany, Italy, I think would all have low fertility. Well, mind you, France is a little bit higher, but Italy and Germany have low fertility, which means they would have lower numbers of younger people. Yeah. Whereas presumably good Catholic nations like uh, Spain and Portugal would have high fertility. Yes. Yeah, and we certainly have high fertility. Well, we're and we, a good we Catholic have... nation as well. Yeah, but what are we, 75%, isn't that what the census told us? <laughs> well, that's what the census told us. Yeah, and it gave us our number of, of Muslims and our number of... Anyway, of course, George, then tomorrow we're bringing out the second tranche of the census results and in that we'll be able to cover all this industry, occupation and data in a lot more detail and we'll have information on unemployment black spots around Ireland. So oh, there yeah. are areas where, say, if the unemployment rate is 10%, who might have an unemployment rate of 20%. Ah, uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah, so yeah. we'll have all that And can out. you drill down to the number of old-age pensioners who are broadcasters? Can you drill down to that <laughs> level? No. You're unique, George. Don't you know there's only one of you? <laughs> all right. Now, it's interesting, though, before you go, and remember, my guest is a senior statistician at CSO, Deirdre Cullen, Numbers That Talk is the programme. She's here every week. You're bringing, this is the thing I didn't actually, and most people, I think, probably didn't realise. They thought there was a census every five years or whatever. There in is. fact, you're doing a census in a way all the time because you're you're studying different aspects of it. Isn't that right? 
Oh, okay. We're, we bring out the results at, at, at yeah. phases throughout this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is only a census every five oh, years. Absolutely. But there's I so much interpretation and analysis that can be done on the numbers. We couldn't possibly bring it out altogether. So we bring it out in tranches and, uh, and phases. My guest, Deirdre Cullen, the team, Alex Russo, Eva Breen, uh, Peter Steers and Kira Courtney. We'll be back tomorrow and Deirdre will be back next week.